I'm Hannah Craft, And I'm Ava Truckee, and this is Feed Me Your Stories. A show about food, pleasure, and community. Hosted by two best friends who don't have inside voices. Okay, we are, we are live. We are on the air. We're on the air, reporting live from Hannah's bedroom. Man, we should start telling people that we're like in some bougie studio instead. Yeah. What are you saying? This isn't a bougie studio. This is a, these are parachute, parachute sheets. sheets. We're on parachute. <laughs> this is Anyways, hi, Anna. hi, Eva. What are you doing? What am I doing? Um, I'm sitting on my parachute I'm sheets, sitting on parachute. drinking some coffee. I know. I was thinking about like the clinking in the glass. I know. I was like, it's not, we're not drinking. No, but that glass. sound is going to bother me. So. Um, that was her way of telling me to fuck off and to not drink my coffee. All right. Anyways, hello, folks. Welcome back to Feed Me Your Stories. I'm Hannah. I'm Ava. And we really like food. What? Yeah. Um, Ava, tell me how your week's been, as if I don't already know. I know. Because I haven't been there for 95% of it. Um, This week is... Uh, similar to lots of weeks, is like, you know, good and hard and weird. And um, Mooney started first grade this week. Um, I'm watching my kids get older right before my eyes. Isn't that weird? Uh, but that sounds Maddox, weird. Maddox is in this age right now. He's two. And so, like, every other day, you, like, look at him and you're like, what the fuck? Like, this... This age is so weird to watch kids just, like, develop in hyperspeed. And Mm. he, I mean, he's always loved his sister, as you know. Mm -hmm. But he's doing this thing where, like, everything that she does or where she's going or what she's wearing or what she has, he needs to do the same thing, too. So we're, like, packing her lunch for the first day of school, and he's, like... I need a lunch. Yeah, like, I don't have a lunch, so I'm, like, putting grapes in, like, a bag for him and putting it in his big <laughs> backpack. And then he's, like, hollering because there's not an actual lunchbox. Um, in regards to segueing to food on that note, I love packing that kid's lunch. It feels like such a a way to, like, connect with her and love on her when I'm not with her. Yeah. Like, she gives zero fucks. <laughs> she's actually, like, a little, she's a little bit more excited about it this year. I think that, like, it was really cool for her to pick out her lunchbox, which mm. is, like, definitely not as, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? It's not as, it doesn't make as much sense as the lunchbox that I had already picked out for her, which had, like, more compartments and was, like, mm. better insulated. But, like, since she picked this one. She's excited about yeah, it now. Yeah, and so, it, I mean, it's, there was, like, a little bit of an argument of, like, I really want to get school lunch. And I was just, like, I hear you and... It's going to be gross, dude. Just shut up. Just shut up and let me make your lunch. Yeah. And so. <laughs> like, it's going to be my only, my most vivid memory of school lunch is this, like, rectangle pizza and the kids the, in like, my class. the whole tray. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the kids in my class used to take the cheese off and roll it into a ball and see if they could bounce it. That was, that's what I that's think of. Food memory? That's, that, when I think of, when I think of school lunch, that's where my head goes. Well, and like uh, I don't know. I mean, those those kids eat well, you know, I, homemade 90% of the time, whatever. It's something that I love to do with them and for them. And so it's like a novelty to her. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. She's like, I get to like. So anyways. It's, it's like, like we're going to eat Little Caesar's pizza on her birthday. Exactly. Because it's like so fucking novelty to her. She's like, oh my God. So anyways, we've been doing that this week. 
Um, the best thing that I have eaten this week is probably first first day of school dinner. Mooney requested homemade pizza. She only wanted pepperoni on it, which I, as you know, I hate plain pepperoni pizza, but mm-hmm. it's, it wasn't my first day of first grade. So I did not win that battle. And she also wanted an artichoke. And so I love that she specifically requested an artichoke. Yeah. That's like such a little kid Hannah move too. It's such a little kid Ava move. And it's one of my fondest food memories with my mom mm. was like, we we couldn't afford a lot of food. You know, there were like definitely moments of scarcity, mm-hmm. but like the times that like, whatever, we're getting produce on occasion. And it was like a very rare occasion. We would get an artichoke and share it. It was always like garlic butter, lots of lemon. I understand that folks other shit like mayo and like aioli things. That's not my bag. Um, but I like so many times I can remember over those years of like sitting down and like sharing an artichoke with her and then like fighting over who got to eat the heart. Mm-mm. And now Mooney is just starting to get into eating the heart. Like, I don't know, this time last year, she was kind of like, man, take it or leave it. And I'm like, this is the best, the best part. I'm going to fucking love it. Yeah. You know? And like, she's six. So like, is she scraping off? Like, all of the flesh. Fuck no. Like, half of the artichokes. But, like, it's... I feel like the best part of being a kid and eating artichokes is that it's, like, fun to eat. It's fun. And so that was something that I was thinking about at the table last night was, like... And then Maddox wants to do it. So you're, like, watching this two-year-old that has no concept of, like, what the fuck he's supposed to be doing. He just knows that he's dipping something, which is dope. And he's, like, like, butter all over his face. There's butter everywhere. And he's, like, chomp, chomp, chomping on this leaf. And I'm, like... Again, it's fun for him. He's not like, this is weird, or I don't like something. Let me, I'm not going to micromanage. And then I'm, like, looking at her pile of leaves, and there's, like, a quarter of it missing. And I was like, you know what? This is not the hill that I need to die on. No. Just shut up. Like, have a nice time. Let it be fun. And it was. And she was like, um, like, why you got to scoop off all that fur off that? (laughs) And I was like, well, bro, like, you don't want to You don't don't want to eat that. fur. And so she's, like, watching me kind of, like, prepare it and, like, peel off the little baby leaves around the base. And mm-hmm. she's, like, okay, I'm going to do it. She's, like, give me my part. And then, I, you know, I split it in half. And I'm, like, she's, like, I'm going to eat all that. I'm, like, I'm going to eat the rest of it. This is great. And she took a bite. And she goes, oh, this is the best part. And I was, like, Finally. Yes, Welcome. I want parenting. And now I'm done. <laughs> Just, like, throw, throw it Just, garbage. you know, hang up your hat now. Yeah, I'm good. Everything's good. I won, I won the game. Good job. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for that. I'm, I'm accepting awards all week long. Um, and on that note, uh, otherwise I've been like, you know, sustaining off of nothing during the day. Shocker. I just want to know when like Taylor Farms uh, bag salad and like nothing is going to endorse my lunch. If you're hearing this, and you got to give nothing's or Taylor Farms bag <laughs> salad. Um, no, our DMs are open. Yeah, literally nobody eats your food like I do. So. <laughs> Anyways, how was your week, Han? Oh, how was my week? It's okay. I feel like, um, back to school season is always really interesting for me. Like, it's really, um, not being in school for me is really strange because for so much of my life, the calendar, like, the year started in August or September and, you know, 
now that like I follow a calendar year, it feels really strange to me to not have the like big like hullabaloo around school starting. Um, but it's also a really interesting time in my practice because my schedule gets really fluxed. Like I work with a lot of teachers. I work with a lot of students, both of whom like will be just all over the map in terms of scheduling. So yeah. the first like two weeks of the school year, I'm like, is someone going to call me because they want to have therapy today? Hello. Because like I have literally nothing to do. Um, Let me therapize you. Right. I'm like, can somebody who like does I don't know if you just heard that, but Ava turned the sound on on her phone. She's, like, playing TikTok over there or something. I'm not trying to work. I'm multitasking and obviously not very well. Yeah. Um, shocker. Um, yeah. So, the week has been fine. Um, I'm so relieved that it's not a thousand degrees. Like, yesterday was rainy and gloomy, and I was just so, like, delighted by it. It was. Oh, it was so. so it's so nice. It was. So, um, so yeah. So that's lovely. Um, yeah. What did I, did I eat? What did I eat this week? Yeah. What are you eating? What are we eating? Um. Ooh, you know what I ate that was really delicious. The breakfast that we just had. The breakfast that we just had. Was that just so fire? Like, hands down, the best thing I've eaten all week. Um, okay, so last, over the weekend, I made this, like, summer tart that I love making every year. Um, and it's, like, a ginger snap crust. Obviously, I use Trader Joe's triple ginger snaps because there are no other ginger snaps worth eating ever. Um, yeah, Ava got it all over <laughs> her clothes, whatever. But it's a ginger snap crust, and it's, like, a mascarpone, like sour cream, cream cheese, like vanilla lemon, delicious kind of like creamy filling. And then you top it with um, nectarines and or peaches. I use peaches for our friend's birthday celebration. And then we had the leftover filling with nectarines on sourdough toast this morning for breakfast. And it was really yummy. It was so good. And also my, yeah, again, my unpopular opinion is that I like nectarines more than peaches. I just, I feel like that's fair. I, your thing that we talked about this morning. It's a sensory thing. Well, it was like, you like the bite that yes. a nectarine generally has. Yes. A lot of folks choose a nectarine over a peach because of the fuzz. Yeah. I don't care so much about the fuzz. You just want like a little, you want a little structure. Like, like my ideal fruit texture is that of an apple. You want some snap? Like a crisp, like a, a peak season honey crisp apple. So is one of the my favorite like textural it's such a joy. sensations. It's so nice in your mouth. It's so nice. And okay. Um <laughs> and I really love yeah, and I love nectarines. Nectarines also remind me of my mom in a really nice way. Like say more. I just like in the summer, my mom would get so excited about nectarine season. She still does. Um and it was, like, stone fruit season in my house was such a, like, celebratory time because my mom would eat, like, a nectarine a day. My mom loved nectarines, too. Um, and I remember, like, one summer, also this is, like, really on par with the Croft family. Um, one summer, my mom and my brother discovered that they were having allergic reactions to the skin of nectarines. Like, their lips were swelling up and their tongues, and it was really weird. And it was this, like, huge, there was so much grief that summer it was like, there was so much sadness because like my mom looks forward to nectarine season every year and my brother just like 
like my brother just loves food, like loves fruit, will eat like pretty much anything. Um, and it was so, so heartbreaking that they, they thought they were both allergic to nectarines. And then they discovered that if they peeled the skin, they were fine. And it was like, oh my God, we're okay. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. Crisis averted. Yeah. So, um, so nectarines, like, I think of eating nectarines on the beach. Like, that's what I, that's like that's peak that's summer to summer me. Vibe. Yeah. Um, I think of eating nectarines on the beach or like my dad makes this phenomenal, um, nectarine like cucumber almost like pico de gallo-esque salsa and he would put it on top of he would put it on fish tacos and that like that tastes like summer to me i don't usually like fruit salsa either like i only let my i usually don't like fruit salsa but this white nectarine salsa that my dad makes every summer just like perry i'll eat it yeah also, I'll eat pretty much anything Perry makes me. So, um, yeah, I feel like I've done a whole monologue on nectarines now, but I really like them. <laughs> That's the story. Um, uh, but my other, okay, wait, no. My other favorite thing about stone fruit season is that my mom always goes out of her way to buy my dad plums because my dad loves plums. I don't love plums either. It's a texture thing. Once again, I don't like, in the same way that I have a problem with tomatoes, I don't like when things like burst under the skin. Right. And so... Um, welcome to Hannah's sensory issues. This um, is uh, sensory issues 101. But she would always buy my dad plums because he would be like, oh my gosh, it's plum season. I'm so excited. Like, I think he had like a plum tree growing up or something. There's a nostalgic element. To- I did too. Yeah. yeah. But then three days later, my mom would open up the like crisper and there would just be soggy, gross plums that my dad didn't eat. Um, because we forgot about them. And so I also think about like throwing out a bunch of plums. <laughs> Every time I see a plum, I like think of my mom. I think of my mom being like, damn it, Perry. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't love, which is interesting because plums are extremely nostalgic to me because I grew up with a huge tree in my father's yard um here in denver and also in that neighborhood mm. um was just like plums were prolific i mean they were like, yeah they're everywhere like all over and i remember like as a form of escapism mm-hmm. i used to walk over up to mock to the public library there during the day because i absolutely did not want to be in that house with my stepmother during the day mm-hmm. and i would just like eat plums from mm-hmm. folks trees yeah. as I walked yeah. to the library. Um, and I, I mean, I don't hate them, but also in terms of like baking and whatnot too, I don't like, it's a, uh, it's just like not a great texture. Mm-mm. Like I want to love it because mm-hmm. like I love stone fruit season too. Mm-hmm. And also I'm just like, there's better stone fruit. Season. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Okay. Um, yeah. What's, uh, what's brought you a uh, pleasure this week? Um, I think, like I said earlier, um, just watching 
Maddox fawn over his big sister. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're like at that age where it's not always fun, right? Mm-hmm. And they like want to one another. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, he's just like so soft on her mm-hmm. and wants to like love on her and like you can really he's always been like a soft boy, but there's like this really nurturing kind of component that he's like starting to like really express and display and it's been super sweet. Really My sweet. partner has been out of town all weekend and they're both like very aware that he's not around. Mm-hmm. And so like they want to look at pictures of him and they want to watch videos of him singing. Uh there was a song that came on on Spotify and Mooney goes, um, I like it better when Yaya sings this song. Oh, yeah. so, um, just like lots of lots of softness, which I like needed this week. Um, and I'm like accessing that through through the babies and feeding them, just yeah. like watching them be soft on each other. That's sweet. Yeah. How, what what kind of pleasure are you getting into? Um, what kind of pleasure am I getting into? Without getting like not safe for work on this podcast. Um, I will be a slut. That's a different conversation. Save that for a different episode. Put that in the box. Save it for later. Um, something that has brought me pleasure over the past week. It's like maybe a sign that I am a little bit burned out that I'm having trouble thinking of something. Um, but that's okay. I, oh, oh, the thing that brought me pleasure this week is queer love, which like, duh, what else is new? But, um, so over the past like month, also a thing, okay, we're we're oversharing on the podcast again. Um, I have been like tapering off of Prozac. Yeah. Um, and, and finally, it and, I, and it happened, like, okay. I'm, like, I'm two weeks of no Prozac, but the past two weeks have been, like, very, very emotional, and I've been crying a lot, which has actually felt really good and cathartic. and cathartic, and it feels really good to have, like, access to that again, like, kind of, like, with more ease. Yeah. I'm realizing that, like, a lot of, like, I've been on, I've been taking Prozac since January of 2019, and... It has definitely, like, kind of just, like, dampened my emotional capacity. Like, it just feels like I'm, I've am i been a little bit more monotonous than I usually am. Um, but I kind of thought that, I was like, well, if it's either this or, like, crippling anxiety and I can't leave the house. Um, it's either that or, like, my intrusive thoughts are so overwhelming that I cry in the bathtub on a daily basis. So... Um, Ava's like clenching her jaw so hard right now for wow. those of you who can't see. Uh, um, but so I've been like very like quick to tear up and it's actually felt really nice. Um, but I teared up at our favorite brewery the other day because I saw a post that like people who I really love are engaged and they got engaged when they were like hosting a restaurant pop up and it was just like really sweet. It was, like all of our favorite things wrapped into one thing yeah and it just like really is I think especially right now seeing like very loud displays of like queer love especially like queer like non-white love too I think is just like really really special to be able to witness um and I just like really love love and I feel like I have not had like I feel like I'm regaining access to that part of me that's just like a total crybaby and like 
turns into a puddle in the face of like a big love. Yeah. And I'm really like delighted to see that returning. Yeah. Yeah. That feels really good. I love love too. Yeah. I just like I love it so much. Shamelessly. Yeah. Like when I see people like loving on each other, I feel like you know, a lot of people have that 13 year old response where it's like, and I'm just like, yes, love. It's like, restored, you know, and like, that's something that I even want for like the kids who, you know, like Mooney gets like a little like blushy or kind of like, you know, Uh but like I, and I remember this hard segue, but like, I remember my watching my mom, like be loved on by men Mm. and how it would, that's, totally different context mm-hmm. and like how it would make my stomach turn mm-hmm. and like it wasn't a ew gross it was like a ew I want to fucking punch you kind of a thing mm. and so like <laughs> I like I love that you know she gets to witness um you and Uncle Liam mm-hmm. and me and Yaya and you know Christina and Andrew like I love that she gets to watch all of these like big displays of not just love but especially queer love mm-hmm any fucking ways. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. Um, you want to do like a real hard, awkward segue into the actual show itself? Yeah. Let's get into Easy. it. Hold, please. Hard blast. Hard blast. <laughs> anyways. Um, so anyways, today we wanted to talk about, um, do we want to talk about bodies? We want to talk about your body. Um, I really like your body. That's, oh. you know, that, that TikTok sound? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Now now we're dancing. Now we're sit dancing. Yep. I wish you guys could be. Yeah. Oh, this actually feels really nice on my hip flexors. All right. Okay. Um, our meds haven't kicked in yet this morning, in case anybody can tell, can't tell. Um, Anyways, we're accessing we're, um, pleasure and food now in a different way and space. Yeah. Okay. So we wanted to talk today about bodies and the way that, like, the ways that our relationship with our bodies has impacted our relationship with food over the years and vice versa and like how it kind of exists now. So, um, so and, with, and with that, with that, Ava, tell us about your body. Tell, let me hear about your, show me your body. Um, it's a podcast. People can't see it unless they're like reading a transcript, which if we don't transcribe it, we should probably get on that because accessibility yeah. is dope. It's, accessibility is important. Yeah. Any, Anywho. Here's the deal. Number one, let it be known that this is something that is, like, super important and big in our lives and has been, right? And there there are times and portions of our lives where it took up space in, like, a little mm-hmm. And then there are times and spaces where it has done the opposite. And so this will absolutely be a conversation that we want to have in the future with other folks perspective this is the this is you know if you were like taking a class this would be the survey level this would be the, this is the first pancake of this conversation okay so why don't you stop talking about talking about it and just fucking talk and about it just talk about it um i i have written uh fairly extensively about my relationship with food and how i was raised and my body uh, dieting was like rampant in my household. Uh, I stand by the fact, and I don't know how she managed to do this. Um, my mother was 17 when she had me and while I watched her diet, you know, and and talk a lot about dieting and like making her body and herself more palatable 
specifically to the male gaze. She also always like rocked her fucking body, right? Mm -hmm. Like her fat body, her big, I mean, she was tall. She had like ass for days. She was like soft as fuck, had a belly. And like that woman like shamelessly wore whatever the fuck she wanted, you know? And so, and I'm so grateful for that Mm -hmm. because I was like, I knew that dieting existed and I knew that like there were parts of her that felt protective of me in a way that like, your body is also big. I know how hard that is. Mm, to, so like, mm-hmm. let's try to mitigate that right now. Right. I don't think that she did that out of a place of like harm. I don't think that she was trying to harm me. Right. I think that it was like from a place of protectiveness, which unfortunately was like rather harmful. Right. Um, but so, like you yeah. do the best you can with what you have. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And like I said, for a 17 year old that literally had zero parenting, I'm just like, well, you tried and yeah. honestly you did, did like a fairly decent job and so I grew up I mean like hate like hating hating my body same I mean like could you know it wasn't just uh oh, I wish I, I mean it was like uh let me not look in the mirror you mm-hmm. know, or um and and with that you know I was always like the the fat girl, but I was always the funny girl. And like, I, you would never make a joke about my body before I made it first. Oh yeah. You know? And so, and since I was tiny, right. I mean, like I, I never have, I ever been like a small individual my mm-hmm. whole life. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what that's like. And so food became for like lots of reasons. I mean, as a kid, it was like a scarcity thing. It was like a don't always have access thing. Mm-hmm. And then it became like a tool for me to control my weight or like to uh, restrict and feel something else besides like hate and rage for my body that mm-hmm. I knew wasn't accepted. Um, and I spent, you know, a, a really long time doing that. Uh, it was, uh, I made a career out of it at one point after Moody was born. Uh, I lost a shitload of weight intentionally um, and became a nutrition coach. Different lifetime, folks. And it wasn't until Scarlett was two when I started watching her watch me in a way that made her stand on a scale Mm. and like exclaim like an excitement or like she doesn't know what the fuck she's looking at she's two right but she's getting on a scale and looking down at the number and Mm -hmm. going yeah Mm -hmm. and it was like in that moment where I was like absolutely not yeah and I thought about all of the ways in which I gave up food like I stopped I mean back in my I stopped reading about food. I stopped writing about food. I hung up like all of my favorite food memoir that I used to access when I wanted to like access creativity. Mm -hmm. Um, I stopped cooking from like a place of like curiosity and pleasure and cooked to see if it would like fit my macros or try to try to make something like a keto dessert or like I'm cringe, cringe, cringe. You know, you know, it's never going to be as good as a real fucking brownie, a black bean brownie. It's just never, it's never going to happen. Is it fine? Is it fine? Will I eat it? Not really, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I draw a boundary. I've had these hot times in my life. I was like, yeah, like, all right, like, you know, I'll eat this. Is it the best thing I've ever had? No. Anyways, um, I lost so much fucking pleasure in so many ways outside Mm -hmm. outside of just being fucking starving. Okay. Like, let's just be honest. Outside of just literally being hungry, I gave up 
so many of the things that I absolutely loved and brought, brought me so much joy and pleasure in the name of like reducing and shrinking my body. Right. And it was like the day that I decided to hang up dieting for good, which it really was. It was like, I finally got to this place where I was like, never again. And I haven't looked back. And I also understand that that's not necessarily accessible or like linear for everybody, mm-hmm. but it was, I mean, I got to a day where I was just like, never, nope. again. I'm never doing it again. Mm-hmm. And I, tr- I unpacked like all of my favorite food memoir. I went to like a farmer's market and just started like getting in the kitchen again. Mm-hmm. The end period. Yeah. And like ever since then, you know, it's, it's, it's opened the door for in so many ways to access like a million different things I feel more creative Mm -hmm. I feel like I have more spoons and energy for things like writing and being a good parent because you're also eating enough so yeah I'm not living in like constant brain fog and also you know when you dedicate your life to to dieting in that way and to weighing out your peanut butter throughout the entire I mean when you when I look back on that that's literally all I did Mm -hmm. it was like keep Mooney alive okay and like make sure that all of my food is weighed out and then if I like eat something that wasn't already locked into my fitness pal for the day make sure to like go back and retract things and like how am I gonna fit the rest of my you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. I mean it was literally like a fucking job like an additional job that made me so miserable so I like hung that hat up Mm -hmm. and ever since then you know, it was like a very, like, there's like a line of demarcation in your timeline where it's like in the before time. Nope. <laughs> and, and the after time. Yeah. And since then, you know, I, I have absolutely gained weight, weight that I needed to gain. Right. Um, weight that I feel, and, and here's the deal that I make, you know, make really make known is, you know, folks are like, how, you know, like, how do you love your body? How do you, and I'm like, uh, to be abundantly clear. Like, there are things that I can access now. It's not necessarily from a place of love. It's, like, from a place of acceptance. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm not staring at my body every morning and going, like, I'm in love with you every waking moment. I'm really grateful for my body. Mm-hmm. And there's, But there's also a lot of acceptance. There's also a lot of, like, divesting from the idea that, like, your body is the most interesting or most important thing about you. Oh, snap, snap, snap. Yeah. I mean, truly, that that's a – and that bleeds into – so many different, right? It's not just about me. It's mm-hmm. like how I perceive other folks. It's how I raise my kids. Totally. You know, when Mooney's like, um, don't I look so beautiful in this? I'm like, yes, and. Right. Yes, and you do, but you know what else is super cool about you? Like how funny you are. You know what right. I mean? Like I, holy fuck, when I think about the way that looks was like pushed on me as a kid, like how fucking important it was to the adults in my life. Yeah, like the number of core memories that I have that are, that are around that are like adults commenting on my body is astounding. Ridiculous. And it makes me kind of want to barf. Yeah. And it makes me super emotional for my for my inner kid mm-hmm. and for like my you know I'm just like fuck no what I you know and I I think I told you the time that movie came home and was like you know the kids are talking about the the gap in between my front teeth, you know, and and like how she was feeling like blue about it, like mm. didn't understand like why mm. people were talking about that. In that yeah, way. 
And what I wanted to tell her was like, you need to go back to school and tell these kids to fuck off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't, you know, but I just like, God damn, man. Like at six years old being like, you know, these mm-hmm. kids are talking about my body in this way and I'm, I'm having none of it. Mm-hmm. Divesting. Yeah. I, that's, uh, that's my, that's my body story. Tell me about your body story. Um, my body story. I'm going to talk like this. Oh, are you, are you, are you doing your Ira Glass voice? (laughs) Um, my body story. I have always been like, I was never like a little kid, right? Like I was, yeah. Um, what is, what is small? Right. And I, small for 400. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's so funny because I see like, and my, every time I like, I've said this, I think on the podcast, but every time I, see like Mooney in a like Mooney reminds me of me as a kid right like I was a little I was bigger than everybody else and I was like like there was no there was no option for me to be smaller no right like that that was never going to happen he's like a big kid right and I was I was I was taller than everyone I was bigger than everyone and I remember like I think the first time someone called me fat I was like six or seven fuck somebody else yeah um and also to be clear like fat is not negative but no like when we use fat in a weaponizing way that's when i'll fuck somebody up when we're like when ava and i are like hanging out on the river and we're like fat mermaids yeah that's like mm. that's that's reclamation yeah that's that's a celebration (laughs) anyway um yeah diets were really rampant in my family um my parents were both like Oh God, they went through a South Beach diet phase, mm. which is like also just like big California vibes. Um, they would like, they were really intense about it. And I remember like my, my mom, like, you know, again, our parents do the best they can with the information that they have. Um, but my mom said a lot of really horrible things about her own body. And I was very quick to like internalize those. Yeah. Um, and I remember, you know, I would go through my phases of also like doing the South Beach diet with them, which is like the first two weeks is literally no carbs, right? Like no bread, no fruit. It's like meat and vegetables. And maybe if you're lucky, you can have a potato. Um, but like, it was just a very... It wasn't that, like, my parents definitely came to dieting from this perspective of, like, health, right? right? They, like, were really bought into that idea that, that thinness equals health oh. and that, like, dieting is yeah. the, the path the back to health, right? And, like, you know, I was a kid in the 90s and, you know, early 2000s, so, of course, like, that was rampant, right? Everybody. Every, I vividly remember. Thin is health. Thin is health, but I also, like, I think any, like, you know, bigger person who is socialized as a girl in that time period remembers that fucking Vanity Fair cover with all of the teens, with Mary-Kate Nashley and Lindsay Lohan and Mandy Moore and Amanda Bynes, and they were all, like, so thin and perfect. And the low-rise pants. And the low-rise pants and all of that, and I just remember, like, going through and looking at every single one of them and like comparing the size of my thighs, like specifically my thighs. I always had like 
I tree trunkless. Yeah, like I have had thunder thighs since I I I busted out the womb with thunder thighs. Like I have never had a thigh gap. That's never been something that exists on my body. Um, and that's very okay with me now. But as a kid, I was like. I used to do that with people's arms. I used to mm, arms. Yeah, I compared thighs like nobody's business. And then the, like, I think what's really interesting is that my, like, acceptance of my body really started when I started swimming. Um, when I, well, I was always a mermaid. So when you, like. But when I, like, joined the swim team, I was like, oh, wow, these thighs, like, they do a lot of work, right? Like, they do, like, the reason that I am, like, the reason that I am the best breaststroker on the team is because I have giant thighs, right? right? And it was something that was, like, really celebrated about my body. Um, And the other piece of, like, being in the water for me was just, like, being weightless, Right. right? Like, feeling really free and feeling, like, my body was just as like fluid and free as everybody else's in the water. Who was like um, whoever who was smaller? Yeah. Um, Phoebe Wall actually just like made a really beautiful comic about this, about like being the fat girl who yes. loves swimming, and I just like it's like so oh good. my god, I was weeping when I read it. It's just like so, so, so beautiful. But that's like really so. My relationship with my body really shifted when I started being in the water all the time. Yeah. Um, and like I remember being really proud of how powerful my body was when I would swim in the ocean and I could like stand up when a Dodge wave waves. came or I could like jump over a wave right. and things like that. And I just like thought that was really cool. Um, I always knew though that I was supposed to hate my body. Right. And so I did. Right. And then I remember this one day in college being like, oh, I don't hate my thighs as much as I'm supposed to. Yeah. And like, I think that's okay. I think I started doing that with my belly, you know, Mm. because here's the other thing that I never loved is like when I started, when I started like relinquishing or knowing like, you know what, actually I fucking love food. Mm Mm-hmm. And I actually love cooking and not from a place of how do I make this like less caloric. Right. You know what I mean? Like I just love cooking, Mm -hmm. you know, but like something that was always hard for me was like, okay, but wait, like even, you know, fat bodies or bigger bodies in media, like for the most part, I mean, like their bellies are still flat. Right. And even if they're not flat, I mean, you're not seeing bellies you're not seeing I mean they're like they're like round but they look like fucking like a Michelangelo paint you know what I'm right saying? right this, like, they, they, that's the that's the, the total it's the tortellini belly exactly and it's like but it's like the most palatable like if mm-hmm. you're gonna be fucking fat fine but you're gonna like make it palatable you know what I'm saying you're gonna and do it in a like feminine elegant way you have to and like my belly has always been like fucking like loosey goosey mm-hmm. and like I don't like my belly button looks like a crease and it yeah. always has like since I was a kid yeah like it's not cute it's not a tortellini belly button no it's literally a crease in my stomach and I remember thinking like my, brother, my stomach is fucking ugly because like that's and now when I'm like standing again this is like acceptance but I'm like standing naked in front of the mirror I'm just like there it is there's my belly I have one cool yeah neat like, I exist in a body. Yeah, it's not like I'm out here, again, because I, I'm not into, like, toxic 
positivity in terms of like, or like you're, you're never going to be able to be in this space unless you wake up every morning feeling like I'm so in love with everything. No, that's not like, that's not the goal. I don't think like, I don't think the goal is Ava heard a weird noise and sorry, we got distracted. Um, I don't think the goal is to like wake up every morning and be like, Oh my God, my body is perfect. The goal is to wake up every morning and have like my whole humanity, like the wholeness of myself exist and like honor that and, and not, not have it and not have it be wrapped up in not uh, how do I feel about my body? Right. Like have it not have to be a caveat. Like, Oh, I like myself in spite of, my like dimply ass thighs no 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 like that's not it it's just like my body is not is is the least interesting thing about me it's like a meat suit you know what i'm saying right like this is here it is um there's a a flock of dimes song and one of the lines is and we're all just wearing bodies like costumes till we die and like that's it i mean like but for real um but anyway um i feel like when i engage with food like when I eat when I go out to dinner especially because you know my sweet angel partner is a string bean um I feel like it is an act of like rebellion and resistance for me to publicly enjoy food fuck yeah like I feel like it is there is something which like okay the fact that this is radical is stupid. stupid. So like, let's just like, let's like, name that. I don't, like, I don't want to be like making a statement every time I like eat pizza. In, in, in front of my rather thin partner. Or like in a restaurant in where general, people can see it. See it. Like, oh my God, um, but like, but there's something that feels really radical about like in the summer, like walking down the street and like cut off shorts, eating an ice cream cone. Yeah. And I wish that wasn't the case. Because it's fucking stupid. Because it's stupid. But here we are. But, like, I think that food as, like, the as my relationship with food becomes one that really centers pleasure, like, I feel like that is also a way that I individually just, like, resist this idea that thinness is the most, the thing that we, that we should all be in, aspiring to. But it's, like, the, it's like the end-all, be-all. Right. Yeah. I think there's something... Like, I, this sounds, maybe this sounds arrogant, I don't know, but, like, like maybe the pep talk that I give myself sometimes, like, every time I step out in to the world with, and, like, enjoy food, or every time I cook, like, a, a really rich, delicious thing, like, that is, like, saying it with my whole chest that, like, I think that these standards, I think that this like, white supremacist, like, lens that we look at bodies under is, like, absolute garbage. garbage. And, like, I'm also saying that as a white person, so, like, grain of salt there, but, like, I... But it is. But, like, that is one of the ways that I feel like in, I'm, like, embodying resisting and, like, rebelling against the system as opposed to, like, externalizing it. Right. You know what I mean? That's and it feels... Like yeah. yeah. And it feels good, and it feels, like... It feels like a much more sincere, like, authentic relationship with myself. I don't know. And it's, like, it's fun. It's so fun. I mean, like, like a period at the end of the thing, yeah. right? Like, when you start to – and we, we talked about this. Um, like, not everybody approaches food like you and I. Right. And, like, that's also okay, right? Right. I mean, 
Anaya loves to like eat what we feed him, and mm-hmm. also like Anaya's not geeking out over like what the fuck he's gonna do with nectarines tomorrow. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um. But I like I just found so much joy and so many things again that that didn't even have anything to do with food, but like my creativity and like right. how I parent my family and like what you know what I'm saying. Like I love that Scarlett gets to watch us cook and eat with Mm -hmm. like this like with gusto and not like well you know we're not gonna eat very much of it because it's not good for us it's not gonna be like a performance of like oh my god this is so much food i could never eat this much i'm being so naughty right i would fall to pieces if somebody was like Ooh, I'm feeling so bad, like in front of my kids. I feel oh, very no. protective over them. Yeah, but I love that too. Like shorts, ass out. Like I'm not doing anything to cover up my arms, and like mm-hmm. we are walking down to the ice cream shop a couple blocks away, and just like eating ice cream. I'm not sitting there going like, "Do you have a calorie list?" Which I have done two million mm-hmm. fucking times in my life. I'm not like I'm. I'm gonna skip the cone and like get a cone mm-hmm. instead. You know what I mean? There's a lot of joy in 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 reclaiming like your your views on food. Yeah, and I think yeah, I think there's a lot of like I don't know people. There's a lot of systems that tell us that as like people in bigger bodies, which again I'm saying this as a white like small fat person. Um, we shouldn't, we don't deserve to take up that space. Right. Right. And I think that there's something like something that I talk about with my clients a lot is that when we live in bigger bodies, like existing is an act of rebellion. Right. As like against a system that tells us that we should constantly be trying to change or that we should have like shame about our bodies and like coming into food spaces for me feels especially like an act of resistance and and again like it's fun and why why would i deny myself the pleasure of like eating in community of like a delicious you know like i am not gonna deny myself the pleasure of shake shack fuck no like i i'm not gonna deny the pleasure of yeah like i am not going to deny myself these things that i know are delicious and like make me smile and make me feel like connected to my people because of the way that like because of the way that my thighs chafe all summer long. Tune in next week. We need a, a thigh chafing expert on because something's gotta give. Something okay. gotta Again, not sponsored. Mega Babe saves my life all summer long. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I saw they used it. Yeah. What I love is, like, uh, so I, I have to wear shorts to the farmer's market that I vend at on uh-huh. Saturdays, right? Because it's 98 degrees. Right, right. Um, but by the time that day is over, I have to go home and put my afternoon jeans on because the thighs have just, like, taken a beating. Mm-hmm. Like, they need to be separated. They need to be, like, set in separate rooms for the afternoon. Thighs. Mm-hmm. <sighs> We'll have this, we'll finish this conversation. We, yeah, I think, I think what is important for us is to just like make it very clear that 
food is something that like we all deserve to enjoy and like delight in and also if there is like a part if your body is the thing that is standing in the way of enjoying food and feeling like delighted by I don't know pizza it always comes back to pizza then like a, we see you and we get it. And B, if that's something that like you want to change, like there are people out there who will support you in that. Um, it's us. It's us. It's us. Um, but it's also like you are not alone in saying like, wow, this really sucks. I wish that I could enjoy food more. Or like you are not alone in being like, wow, I missed out on like X, Y, and Z things because I was so wrapped up in the way that my yeah, body looked. Yeah. Um, and... I think it's also yeah. important to know, like, you know, when I hung up dieting, there was a period of time where, like, that was the hill that I was going to fucking die on, right? Mm-hmm. In some ways, it still is. But, I mean, I removed every single, like, diet account, Whole30, anything that had to do with anything in terms of, like, restricting or whatever. I unfollowed all of those. Oh, people, yeah. Okay? Where I'm at now is that, like, autonomy is really important to me. And so is agency. So, like, Mm -hmm. if you're not there or, like, if you, you know, uh, because I got real big and, like, fuck no to intentional weight loss, my stance now is that, like, that's a fuck no for me and Mm -hmm. mine. And also, like, y'all got to do what you got to do for you, you know? And so I just, uh, I don't ever want to make any, because I know that that's already very touchy for folks, is, like, I wish that I could access these things in that kind of a way. And so, like, I, I'm not dragging anybody. Oh, no, no, no. Like, if that's where you're at or if those are the things that, like, feel good to you that you need to do right now, you're allowed to do that because you're, like, an autonomous adult and also. And if you want things to be different, they can be. You can slide into my DMs. You can slide into our DMs. Um, I don't know. I'm taking new clients. I'm not taking new clients, but I, uh, you know, I'm, like, good at offering perspective. To be clear, I'm not accepting new clients for the next <laughs> <laughs> I'm not accepting new clients. Um, okay. Anyway, we're going to shut up um, and let y'all go about your day. But if you are wanting to connect with us, if you want to be a guest on this podcast and talk about food about this specific thing or other things things. like if you have a relationship with food that feels important to share or if food is like a certain like connection to pleasure or anything along those lines um you can find us on instagram um i am at the pleasure centered therapist and i am at ava and if you can't find us um, you can just show up at the City Park Farmer's Market, uh, <laughs> where we put on a show every Saturday. Every Saturday from 8 A live show. A live stream of this very um, All right. See you all next week. That's enough. Bye. Love you. Bye. bye.